0: Hey, Love Leaders, it's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. I'm going to go ahead and get started tonight because we have such a great um line up again tonight you guys are going to get so so excited to hear another um couple be able to um talk through what their process has been and where um they have gotten and, and what the current status is of their relationship we're going to go ahead um and dive into our special guest tonight so please welcome emma and chad Can you just kind of introduce a a little bit about yourself that you might want to before we just dive into uh, some questions
1: sure um we met when we were 18 and 17 um we dated um on and off for a couple of years we got married at the age of 23 23 and 22 um and so we just celebrated 19 years Uh, we've got three kids Congratulations. Um, three, 16, and
0: 21. 22. 22. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Congratulations on that. That's fantastic. That's a big deal. Okay. So, um, yeah. So let's just start out, if you don't mind, you guys. I mean, we've kind of, it's been a, a little while, a hot while um, since we've worked together. So, um, the couple that I, had last night, they, it was more recent. So I, I picked another couple that had, had been a while just so that the couples could see how things could sustain. Yeah. Um, but if you can remember back when <laughs> tell me a little bit that you might feel pertinent for the couples to know kind of what the state of your relationship was in or like when um, you guys started working with me.
2: Um, okay, I'm basically just completely broken. We um were living apart. we were still legally married but not living together. Um, it was like year seven of our marriage, and all the stuff we never worked on started to come to the surface. and instead of working on it, um we just kind of didn't cope with it well and ended up really pushing each other away and then separating. um, so just at like the worst place we could possibly be in our marriage,
0: basically. I don't know if you wanted to add to that, Chad, from your perspective.
1: Um, Sure. I mean, we had uh, signed paperwork at the lawyer's office to get a divorce. Um, Our children were as brokenhearted as they could ever be. Um, And there wasn't really much hope. Um, I mean... I don't know how you how you get out of um, signing divorce paperwork. So we were we were at that point of just like, OK, um, at this point, it's either done or we're really willing to try anything.
0: Right. Right. And so you're separated. Divorce paperwork has been signed. You're just kind of in that holding stage. And then something kind of rebounded. And for you, Emma, right?
2: Yes. Cause I was really the one that was pushing for the divorce. Um, I was, I really just didn't want to deal with all the problems that we had. I didn't want to deal with the relationship. It was too hard. It, it seemed too hard to fix. And so, and cause I had made a ton of mistakes and, um, you know, things that he, you know, most people get divorced over. Um, uh, and so I think I kind of like was willing to come to you. I said, okay, fine, I'll go. One time with the attitude that I was not going to keep doing it. And that I was just going to make him happy so that we could move on. And you probably remember that first session and, you know, and I remember it of course, as a turning point, um, even though it probably didn't look like that on your end. Um, <laughs> but the things that I, you know, heard there, the things, the questions that you asked me stuck with me. And that was kind of where I realized that I, I did want to try. I just didn't know where to start. It just seemed too far gone.
1: Just for reference, she stormed out of that meeting.
2: <laughs> I did not like you after that meeting. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, it it was—it's tough, right? It is tough to, you know, um, ha- have that little door crack of hope and think that maybe you could, but realize that it was going to be a difficult path, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that honesty. That actually, I do remember that. <laughs> okay so um so tell me tell me the end result i mean you've walked through the process you got to the other end of it what what can you describe your relationship like today
1: so um (laughs) backing up to those moments uh we were we were willing to try anything so we decided to try everything that Shannon told us to do, because we felt like if she's, you know, been doing this for this long and she's helped others, maybe she can help us. And I.
2: Yeah. So within, within six months we were reconciled, living together again. Um, and of course it's a huge long story of what those six months looked like, but within six months we were living together again. And within a year from that, we renewed our vows. And like with a party and um, kind of like a second wedding, and um, there was really like a season of such happiness and bliss, like joy we've never known, because we worked through all the stuff we never worked through, and the stuff we added onto it during the separation. And there was this intimacy that we never had before, and so we were just like celebrating for like a full year, <laughs> yeah. and then it's been what ten years. Ten years. So, I mean, life got back to normal with, you know, kids and work and all that stuff. And, and so it's not a high, a steady high anymore. We still have these dips. But 10 years later, we were talking about it earlier. Like, it's just, it's too much to even say, like, just so happy and thankful and not, not perfect, but like real intimacy, talking about everything, nothing hidden not even an option to leave because we would never, like, it's just, we put so much hard work into it. Like I love him because of what we went through. Like I love him even more. And I know he's told me the same thing. So that's kind of where we are now.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Chad, what do you add? What do you want to add to that? That's just like, I would
1: just just say, you know, I'm married to my best friend. And I think that the, you know, I, I definitely didn't understand what true intimacy was. I, I was a guy's guy, and I thought that intimacy was what is shown on the movies and TV and everything else. Um, so, having true intimacy now with with my best friend is much more fulfilling and rewarding than any of the cheap stuff that I used to. Go for
3: it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's, that's the icing on the cake and the cherry on the top. So you've got this really big kind of story. um, And that's why I wanted to really bring you on and give these couples hope that once you get that kind of work done, once you get to that place of reconnection and deepen your relationship and your communication, your intimacy then really great things can come from the us. And um, uh, if you don't mind telling the couples kind of what um, God has done in your life, he's kind of taking you a direction, a certain direction with the ministry of adoption. Correct.
2: Yes. And I mean, we didn't even talk about our faith when we were talking about our renewed relationship, but that our faith was also renewed because we did rely on God so much in the process to heal us individually so that we could be healed as a couple that our faith grew so much from what he did for us during that time that we were kind of in this new season of like, we'll do anything that God ever asked us to do because we are so thankful that he showed up when we needed him the most in each one of our lives. And so we just kind of were like open to it. And so we, um, we told God, we do anything you, you asked us to do. And so we became a foster family. And so it started out as foster care. And then um, we did that for a couple of years. And then we are, we've now adopted one of our foster children. Um, He came to us as a tiny, tiny baby. And we knew right away that he was going to be our son, um, even though that isn't a goal of foster care. But we we just, I don't know, I'm kind of blubbering because it's just such a wonderful thing. We were so privileged to be a part of. And so we now have another son um, that we do not take for granted the fact that None of this would have happened. Like our lives were going this way. And I, I don't know where I would be, truly. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where I would be. And it's not perfect, but like so much beauty because we didn't quit. It's just so much beauty.
0: Yeah, your family didn't break. And then you're able to give a little boy a family because it didn't break. And so that's a beautiful um restoration story. Um and now you got him at two weeks, correct? And now he's like three years. Is that I'm right? Four. Yeah, four. Oh, he's four. Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Oh, my God. Like with our own children as well, like her daughter was 11 and um, she's actually on the call. Um, she she was 11 when we were separated and our son was five. And so they walked through the, the painful parts of it. And then they walked through the reconciliation and, you know, age appropriate explanations. But what they got to see was that we didn't quit and we talk about it and we don't like pretend it didn't happen. And, and other stuff came out of that as well. Like how to communicate about all kinds of things. But, um, just the fact that they got to walk through it with us as a little bit older children that we hope and pray that that also gives them hope in their marriages because we know marriage is hard. Like we don't hide that fact from our kids. Like (laughs) when we fight, we try to make up in front of them too. You know, when we bicker and, um, Because, you know, they're going to run into those walls someday and they're going to say, that's it, I can't do it anymore. And hopefully they say, somehow my parents made it work, so I'm going to to somehow make it work, too. Like, that's my hope.
0: So, um, I know it's been a while, and this is a hard question, but maybe you've had some time to kind of contemplate. What specific um, components of the program did you remember being extremely helpful?
1: The homework. <laughs> the homework. Um, just like, you know, this is your challenge until I see you next time. And we, you know, we had to put thought and prayer and effort into doing it. I mean, it's not easy, but it it works. Um and then actually it had me looking forward to the next session just because I want to, you know, okay, what Let's let's see. Is this gonna work? I was desperate
2: what? for the next session. Yeah, I like, will do this every day, not once a week.
1: Right. Uh,
2: yeah. working things out in between seeing you, we messed it up a lot, you know. And I'd be like, all right, I just can't talk to you right now because I'm gonna say something I regret, you know. Like, and we just need to like be away from each other. But slowly, but surely, we got better at it. And it's it's definitely the communication, like learning how to communicate with him. And really what it all boiled down to was not being afraid he was going to leave me if I said what I really felt. And that's really the problem is I've, I've always kind of not really said how I felt because if he knew the truth, then he wouldn't love me. So that being able to get to the root of that, you know, helped us communicate better because then I wasn't afraid.
0: Mm. So. That's good. That's good. So both of you showing up with well, like Chad said, well, I didn't really know how to do that as a man's man. And and then you were withholding purposely because of fear. And so both of you learning how to show up in the more authentic way. I love that. So I I, I don't know. I can't even remember if you guys had gone to any other um, couples counseling experiences or not.
1: Oh, uh, oh we so now it's like comedy.
2: To uh, one. Oh, it's not that funny. But we just we were we were reminiscing earlier and we did go to one other couple's counselor and it was because we had we had seen you and then I was like, well I'm not going back. And he said, well then I, you pick somebody. So I just like Googled it or something, right? And um we went and it was like we were looking at each other like Is this for real? Like (laughs) not even like able to ask us even half of where you got us, got me through that first time. Like, and I don't know what, what the deal was with that one, but it just showed us that that's not what we wanted. And that's why we came back to you.
0: So what kind of encouragement these, these couples have, um, they're pretty committed to their relationship because they have showed up you know, almost every night, eight o'clock at night, even through the weekend, they're back on Saturday night. Um, What kind of
1: encouragement can you offer them? Um, I would say, with God's help, you can come back, your marriage can come back from anything. And when I say anything, I mean anything. Mm -hmm. We, um, (laughs) you know, people, people in marriages, when they have the problems that we have. And so if you will pray and work with God and do what Shannon, her methods um, and the homework and things like that, Mm -hmm. there is hope for you. You can come out of it. It has happened and it continues to happen. Um, So I would just encourage you. And then the best part is when you're done with that, your marriage will be, a completely new marriage. And so not even, you won't be able to compare your new marriage to your old marriage. It will be, um, something amazing that I didn't know was possible.
2: Yes. And I would say that no matter how hard it looks, it's worth it. Um, I'm still walking through painful things from my past, Um, And that was kind of what I started to do in the middle of our couples counseling was I realized I needed personal counseling. And so, which was causing a lot of my character defects was all the stuff that I never dealt with. And even though new stuff's coming up, it's not causing us to be separate. It's actually causing us to be closer because we went through all that hard work. And so even though hard things don't go away, when we get, when we got healthy as a couple, when we worked through all the stuff walked down the hard road, the memories, talked about everything, complete disclosure, et cetera. Then it's like a fresh slate and we were able to kind of be each other's soft place to fall, which is my favorite saying that I've borrowed from Shannon all these years is that is my role. I didn't know that. I thought I was supposed to be his biggest critic. I thought I was supposed to tell him what's wrong with him all the time, but I'm supposed to be a soft place to fall and he's mine. And that's what we have now with complete honesty. And it's so awesome and amazing and I'm so thankful.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm so glad that you made that point, Emma, if I can go back to it. You said hard things still happen. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the, the thing that um, I have learned and taught couples, and, and I um, introduced the material um, to these couples this week is that you know the system around how you communicate through talk, through um, circumstances is the key, because you're gonna always have triggers and hard circumstances. And if you can keep that connect cycle together, then you can have the ability to work through those hard things. I love that. Um, So let me see here. Okay, so Lanita said, um, Emma, what do you mean by a soft place to fall?
2: Um, well, for me, what that means is when we come together at the end of the day or whatever that looks like, the hard world that we're a part of work, it, it just anything we're a part of our communities, just how hard life is. When we come back together as a couple, I am his listening ear and not always jumping in to give him advice or telling him what I think, but just listening and like trying to love him well. Um, And just letting him really like grieve his day or this is just a small example, but it can be a million little things. Um, Not not being his biggest critic is really what it is, is he's already super critical. The whole world tells him that everything's wrong all the time and all the failures that we all have every day. He doesn't need that from me. And it doesn't mean I don't tell him what I think, because I do. And I call him out on stuff. I had to call him out on something today. We call each other out on stuff and we don't get all. Uppity about it, we've like, okay, she he loves me or she loves me. Um, and so that's what it
0: means for me, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I don't know, Chad, did you want to add to that before I
1: sure? I- um, being the soft place to fall is you know, being there for Emma when she needs my shoulder to cry on to talk about something that happened in her day, um, or, or the a, past, or in her past, and just you know there to just listen and be there for her, not try to to tell her what she's doing wrong or what she could do to fix it.
0: Right. Yeah, because home becomes that place where you go and get your oxygen mask. It's a place where you can take your deep breath and let your guard down. It's the place where if you need respite and um, renewal, It's where you get your biggest cheerleader, um, on so that you can go back out and face the next day. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. I love that. I don't know if that answered the question for you, Lenita, but that's kind of, she said, thank you. And I always want my wonderful hubby to fix things. I just want him to listen to me. Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You want, you want him to fix the stuff around the house, but not. (laughs) fix.
0: Just listen. Yeah. Okay um all right so let's go ahead and open up um the chat Uh, if anyone wants to go ahead and and drop a question in for um emma and chad Um, we had some really great great questions from last night but um i would love to see if you guys have anything else you would like to ask them tonight yeah Uh, lenita added to that she said uh yes they had a fire two months ago and he needs to now fix everything. He just, she just doesn't want to be one of those things he fixes. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear about your fire, Lennita. Oh my goodness. Um, Steven asks, it seems like codependence was created and improved and is continuing to improve.
2: Um, in my relationship, I was completely codependent on him. I was completely codependent on everybody. Just knowing myself as a person now post Uh, therapy is I was empty and I definitely would do things for him or my family in hopes to get something that I needed, love mainly, but other things, you know, and then when I didn't get what I needed, then I would, you know, throw a fit or cause a fight or shut down or, you know, so I was definitely codependent with him. Um, And now I am not. I have to fight not to be, I have to work really hard not to be because I'm a doer and I tend to do too much. And then I tend to resent it. So I have to go back to what are my, what are my motivations here? You know, I want to do things because I love my husband, not because I need anything from him. And so what that boils down to is me only letting God fill me because every time I try to put my hope in him being everything I need, he'll let me down. Like I love him. He's awesome, but he's going to let me down every single time. And so I have to go to God when I feel empty, when I feel all the feelings, he can't fix it. He can listen, he can love me, but he can't fix it. He can't heal my heart. Um, so yes, uh, my codependency has improved.
0: So, and and Stephen, I think you probably referenced um, codependence um, as, as a positive thing and it is um, there's just in the reparative world, a lot of recovery world, the codependent word is kind of tagged as um, the the more negative side of um, codependency. So um, I think you probably saw a beautiful interdependence like God designed. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Tracy has a question for you, Chad. She said, it's not easy for men to always open up. What would you say for those men out there who may be a little gun shy to jump into counseling?
1: How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean i um my story was um just the way I was raised was men don't have feelings um and that that that's for that's for girls feelings are for girls um so i was uh thirty one years old before I went to a counselor and I went to a counselor because my marriage failed, so i you know Unfortunately, um, I think sometimes people have to hit a rock bottom before they go to counseling. Um, if, if a guy were to come to me and ask, you know, Hey, should I do this counseling? I mean, my, I'm such a huge proponent now, you know, Hey, go to counseling before you get married, go to counseling. Counseling therapy is just a healthy, um, know exercise that we all need more of yeah, don't be scared yeah and don't be scared what do you I have
0: mean, to lose What do you? yeah awesome yeah um, it's not I, really I, I mean yeah i mean there's such confidentiality such anonymity i mean it could you tell them a little bit more about the experience behind the closed doors that maybe make them feel a little bit more comfortable i mean we're really not sure or maybe um, Experiencing me in the room with you, I mean, it's really not.
1: You know, well, if we're talking specifically about uh, couples counseling, what I really liked about it was there was a referee in the room and the referee kept everything uh, fair and equal. There wasn't a, an escalation of emotions where the, conversation could lean towards one side. Either way, there was a referee that was, you know, making sure that the rules were followed, making sure that the communication was uninterrupted. Um, I I don't know, you know, I'm not sure if this person struggles with interruption, but in in our past, when we communicated you know it wasn't easy to get everything out before uh, the stuff hit the fan so i think that was a you know that that was a great part of counseling was just having a, somebody making sure it's fair
0: such a good point i mean when we are uh, really helping couples map their cycle and um Couples will ask me, well, I just don't understand. I've done this counseling thing and we just go in this room and we would have the same fight we always have. And I was like, "Going, if you go and pay someone to watch you fight and it's the same way that shows up in your home, then run like the dickens because <laughs> that's supposed to be a different experience, maybe with the same material, but having the different experience. And if the if the counselor not creating safety and security for everyone to show up in a way that's safe. Then, um, yeah, that I would I would say rodden, so that's a good point, okay, um hopefully, Tracy, did that answer your question? Yes, okay, all right, is there any more?
3: um Shannon, I just have a comment, okay, so this is Lisa um Lisa, my daughter is also on this this um. Webinar. Yeah. Webs. Yeah. Where anyways, and so is my daughter-in-law and I am so glad they're here because not only, um, have they, or at least my daughter has seen a lot of rough waters in our 33 years. Um, it's really good to see the communication aspects of what Dr. Shannon has said. So getting into a relationship and getting possibly ready to be married is, this is so good for her. She's in a relationship with a guy that is also on this. And he is a great communicator. So I've loved this series of how they can even communicate better. Um, So anyway, I just wanted to say I appreciate you guys sharing because I think it's so important. And I'm glad that your daughter's on here too.
2: Thank you.
1: Yeah, just to um, just to add to that, I, I learned that communication is actually the intimacy in marriage. Not sex which is what most most guys probably think is the intimacy in marriage um it's communication and it's yeah
0: yeah the the sexual intimacy is the overflow from that emotional connection yeah good point and yeah lisa you are a proponent to um to, to kind of pull those people in and hopefully you guys don't mind being called out by your mom <laughs> So, but we are very glad you're here because obviously, like I said, in the very beginning, couples will wait years before they get into the counseling room. And then that rigid communication cycle is, has really kind of become ingrained. It's a little bit harder to get out of it. It's easier to learn from the beginning how to do it fresh so that you aren't kind of undoing something before you're building something new. So good point. Very good point. All right. Any more questions? Okay. Well, Emma and Chad, I know that this was a big night. Um, You guys haven't even eaten yet. So I'm going (laughs) to go ahead and let you guys uh, leave the, leave us tonight, but we appreciate you so much being with us and to give your testimony. And um, it's not ever easy to be highlighted in your pain points but it's really hopeful when you're able to highlight your pain points and say, but now we've gotten to this point.
2: Thank you, nice to see everyone.
0: Bye. Thanks. Thank you for listening, Love Leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.